Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of EastEnders Weekly, your officially unofficial podcast where we talk about EastEnders. Funny that. Yeah, funny that, considering our name is called EastEnders Weekly. Mm. We kind of just plant it right there on the title screen, <laughs> don't we really? And we are discussing episodes that are broadcast on BBC One between the 6th and the 10th of May. Yes, I am Alex, by the way. You are, yes. Hello. And I am Ben. Hello, Ben. Normally I ask you what you thought of this week, but I just want to put it out there that there was a lot going on, but like not a lot going on. Is my take from the week. Well, no, see, I think it was quite the opposite. Last week there was not a lot going on and not a lot going on <laughs> because there was, there was really just three stories, but not a lot really happened. But this week, lots of stories and lots of things happened mm. in these little nuggets of Lots of things stories. are like starting, aren't they? And... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I must admit, I lost distraction of EastEnders this week by Friday, Thursday, Friday time, because I was just watching on loop uh, a little yellow Pikachu dancing God's sake. To, to, to 80s music. Um, do you need to put this in every conversation? I really do. I really do. I am obsessed. I just, I cannot wait to see Detective Pikachu. Don't hype it too much. Well, I I have. I you know what happens when you hype things too much. I know, you can't deliver. You're setting up for a fool, aren't you? Mm. So we're going to start off this week's chat with half of the Mitchells, with the Ben Mitchells and Jay. Yeah, well, it's, it's a pretty much a full Mitchell, wasn't it, really? If you think Well, the other Jay... half is Louise. Yes, but first of all, Ben has been up to his old troublesome tricks again, trying to impress his dad. He's still not very good, is he, Ben? Like, he has all these grand plans where he does all these analogies about chopping down trees and taking down people. And mm. he, likes, he likes looking up at buildings a lot imagining things in his head but like his plans just fail the second they start yeah i mean he yeah he has these great ideas um this week his great idea was to you know knock rainy down a few pegs because mm. he overheard that you know she's selling cars a bit cheaper and they're not really making the money on the car lot so his plan is to perhaps make her pay us an extra surcharge for you know having the car lot and mm. renting it off the mitchells and ben finally like you know all of us have been thinking this doesn't really. None of us thought it made sense when Max appeared married to her and he owned the car lot. Mm. Like it didn't make any sense. And now finally, Ben's actually gone on the internet. Yes, yeah, someone's looked actually it looked it up. And no, it doesn't make sense. Okay. It's quite a simple search on the land registry. Everyone just presumed that you know Max had it, mm. and it was all up to him to look after. And I mean, even Max by the end of the story seemed surprised that it took them that long. <laughs> yeah. Even he said, "Like I'm surprised it took you this long to work this out." It's like, yeah, it's been a year. I know. And no one thought of going onto the land registry. Basically, John York just quickly ended the um, Wilmot Brown storyline, didn't he? Mm. And they didn't really think about how he owned all the square. Well, the consequences of what bits yeah. he chopped up and gave to people. Yeah, and everything just reverted back to normal because Fee Browning on her last episode was handing out like yeah, papers deeds to everyone. To people. It was like, oh, here you go, happy here birthday. You go, Kath, you've got the coffee back. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Mick, you've got this back. Here you go, Max. Max. Yeah. yeah, have it. Max, can you sort this out with Jay? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so he doesn't actually, well, he owns the car lot because he did, Jay. No, got £20,000 for the car lot. No, he that owns... That hasn't happened on screen. The land... But it's the land that he doesn't own. Jay, Jay owns, owns the land. Yes. Um, uh, so if, if he wants to carry on using the car lot, he has to pay a rent That's right. to use it. But technically, Jay hadn't really signed off no. anything at all because it was done with no witnesses. And also, he, it was done under distress... So he wasn't really of right mm. mind because it, it was, was done the in time... the middle of the street. I remember it was done yeah, in the middle of the street, and also wasn't it quite soon to when Abby had died yes, as well? Yes, around the same time. So yeah. he was not of the right mental state to sign paperwork <laughs> that important. Could have fooled me. No one cares about Abby when she died. 
No, I know. Well, apart from us, we, well, yeah, we still like that. Claim. I still talk about Abby. <laughs> well, of course you do. But Jay seems to have worked out having a bit of a win-win situation with this because, as you said, he got what twenty thousand pounds, which he's duly spent, um, <laughs> doing up the flat, I guess, with honey and and well, he must still have a little bit of the money put, tucked away. Mm. And now he's got the land back, so he's got money for land he, he thought he had sold, and now got the land. And Ruby is very keen for him to see. Uh, one of his one of her land people um because oh, yeah, ruby financial had financial advisors yeah she had pound signs spinning in her eyes do you, when no, she saw yeah, that. Do you not think she was trying to protect jay because she knew that ben's a bit well dodge? she did say that ben is a chancer um to jay and and said you know perhaps not that she knows ben but she's you know she can see him kind of his ears burning from across the street i mean he can hear he has sonic hearing i know when he's when... must be the new hearing aid the invisible one <laughs> yeah perhaps when ruby and jay are having that conversation on the side of the street saying i don't think you should really trust ben ben's like that right i, know. I need lola lola i need to bring lexi right now we're gonna have a charming date in the <laughs> yeah. cafe right he was now. on like the other side of the road wasn't he like a busy market mm. and you he could hear, he he hear heard... ben and lola chatting away pitch perfect he heard every single moment yeah. of what was being said and That's so he knew he needed to uh, sink his his teeth into Jay, his nails into Jay mm. a little bit more. And he used the whole family route, didn't he, with Lexi? He's got Lexi to make sailor hats. Lexi, yeah, let's that be was honest. another example of Ben's. He like, had a plan, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get Jay to convince him because I've got Lexi here." But then Jay was like, "Oh no, I've already decided." Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's like, "Oh, that plan's out the window then." Well, I guess we got to see Lexi being a complete and utter terror. <laughs> like, put your hat on. What have I told you? Mm, very Amy Mitchell, wasn't she? I Mitchell. thought she was very Lola, to be perfectly honest well, with you. Yeah, she was a Mitchell proper trait. Lola mini me. Mm. They're all Mitchells, all these Mitchell. Mitchell little girls around. And they're all coming down the street, aren't they? Yeah. But we'll be talking about a potential another mini Mitchell coming. <laughs> Very later no. on the show. <laughs> um, and yeah, at the same time, he's like sabotaging Rainy because he's like taken the cars and stolen all the cars overnight. See, this is where you said stuff. originally where Ben basically comes up with these great plans <laughs> and then doesn't really think them through no. all the way. Because, yeah, he got all the cars stolen from the car lot. Um, very convincingly just kind of lifted his hand in the air and all the cars just drove one by one out the car lot. And uh, Rainy was like, well, I'm a bit angry, but um, I've just phoned the insurance company and... They've just got me some brand new cars, so actually you've helped me out. Well, at least Max has insurance. He's done one thing right. That's true. On this That's dodgy true. deal, he's yeah. got insurance. Yeah, business but insurance. But not actually got the property. Well, Nothing he's... else is done by the books, just the insurance. Just the book, yeah. just the. Which the... is the one thing that Ben had a plan for and it didn't work. So Rainey decides that because she's got one up on Ben, or she, she was a bit of a mad panic because Ben had upset her, that she would try to basically ruffle a few feathers in the whole uh, Stuart... Sonia and Beck's camp as well. Oh yeah, she's multiple storylines she's going through. She's not just with Max and Ben, she's also got the Stuart and Sonia saga because she's taking photos like Haley was last year. Often. Yeah, I mean, Stuart and Bex were just hugging and I don't know where she's kind of jumped to this <laughs> conclusion that now Stuart and Bex are, or Stuart's grooming Bex because mm. that's what she's insinuating oh, to She took Sonya. a photo really quickly, didn't she? Yeah, it was a really panicked photograph of them. Just, <laughs> but they were just hugging in the streets, like just two people saying thank you to one another. Mm. And Sonia's, again, jumped to conclusions by, you know, Rainey's little worm worming into her brain and and Sonia has said to Bex oh you know I don't want you stressing over your exams and the last thing you need is stress and yet Sonia seems to be piling on more and more of the stress onto Bex so it's really Bex that's piling on this stress to her Mm. also Sonia like turned it around when she mentioned it to Stuart she said someone said you'd been hugging schoolgirls. it's like no 
They didn't say schoolgirls. They said Bex. Bex is hardly a young schoolgirl, is she? Well, no. Rainy does say to Sonia. She starts off the conversation by saying, "What, what would you say if I told you that there's uh, someone in your house who likes hugging schoolgirls?" But yeah, you're right. Actually, Bex she is like a college a young, girl, she? Yeah. seventeen. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, there's. It's a bit silly. And then Stuart kind of defends himself saying, like, you know, I I used to hunt people like this. But really, Stuart's got nothing to defend himself for. And Sonia also still doesn't, like, believe Tina. Like, after that whole thing about the locked in a boot thing, Sonia's still like, I think Stuart's okay. Well, no, she asks Tina, doesn't she, again? um, No, but she knows. She's had that, like, big monologue for, like, ten minutes. She well, knows Stuart's evil. But also, yeah, Sonia was the one who told Tina to go to the police in the yeah. first place. So, yeah. And Sonia does say to Stuart, you know, I, I, I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm not so sure now. And then again, as you say, asks Tina for reassurance that perhaps she is doing the right thing. Mm. I mean, if I was Tina, I'd just be exhausted by Sonia's, you know, mistrust of her and just kind of be like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but I think Tina still has a soft spot for Sonia because when Sonia walked into the cafe and asked Tina for some advice... She uh, the first thing she was like, oh, you've come here for a date or come here to ask me out, have you? Mm. So I think Tina still has that soft spot for Sonia, whether they'll come back together over Stuart. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this Stuart thing. He seems to just be hanging around, but for like no reason. There is a reason soon because it's obviously been leaked that um, an extra highway member is joining mm. the soap very soon. Yes. So I'm I'm presuming that's going to kind of bring more of a unit toward them. And Kato did say that she was interested in doing more with Stuart. Mm. It's just it's just the fact they're having to rewrite Stuart in order to achieve it. Yeah, it's a it's, it's really a tricky. Weird. They're kind of doing it in a very oh he still shows signs of this and he still shows signs of his anger toward Rainey. But even then, when when he went up to Rainey and said, "Oh, what you're doing is not a very nice thing to do," he that was very unlike the Stuart that you would have seen a year ago when mm. he would have just gone in fire shot someone. yeah exactly <laughs> shot yeah fire blazing and just mm. shouted and called the odds so you know he's taking therapy he's going to therapy with bex and bex and that's why they hugged initially that's the whole story mm. began but uh, very odd. i don't know where they're heading like what storyline they're heading in or what with him it's really confusing because he's like half a comedy character now but he's like living in dot's house mm. but he's got history with carters but they're not really interacting with the carter it's really well when when there is any interaction with the carters it's always you know mix kind of throwing beer on him or on his Mm. groin or something like that i mean the interesting really take out of all of this is the rainy rainy's kind of starting to show her unhinged nature again you know Mm. she's you know she has a go at max because max has run away because max is back we haven't really mentioned that but but no max returned with baby abby tm still not convinced about max i'm afraid i'm sorry I still think he's had his time. Well, he was very much a background character when he returned this week. Mm. He just kind of just was there. He stared at Ben. Yeah. He was just in the a bit like, oh, took... you're back. Yeah. I mean, Jack does warn him to say that, you know, you you have to keep Rainy on board because Rainy's the, really, your behaviour will lose Rainy and Rainy's the one thing that's kind of keeping you stable. But... Yeah, but they don't even love each other. Like, it's not a real marriage. Like, it's really hard for us, like, not for us, but for, for me to, like, care because... We know the marriage is fake. Mm. We know it's nothing. There's nothing between them. But then they keep trying to say, oh, you need Rainy. But he doesn't. And she doesn't need him. It's really... Well, that's what I was going to say. I think that Rainy's beginning to show that the wheels are falling off the wagon. And so, mm. really, Rainy isn't the support that she once was for Max. It just feels like a storyline that should have ended, like, four months ago mm. to me. The Stuart one and the Rainy and Max one. It, they just feel like... They're in the past, EastEnders, yeah. and they need to 
cut the apron strings and just get get them moved on into different directions. Yeah, I mean, keep Rainy there, but I always I just imagine Rainy and Stuart to become more of a story between them, and mm. the fact that as you say, they're still hanging on with the whole Max and Rainy story. I mean, the only thing keeping her with Max is baby Abby, because she said this week that she missed Abby's some important years of her life, and now she's, you know, now you're back. Has your floozy dumped you? Is that the only reason you're back? Yeah, but that was the other weird thing. Like, he'd happily just been there for three months with this Jezebel, and then he just comes back and, like, wants to apologise to Rainy and takes her for some lunch and some rundown pub called the queen vic how dare you <laughs> it's a very classy establishment it's like why if max didn't care for three months he's just on this with this woman why would he then try and stop up to her it's just really well because jack's telling him that he needs rainy there must be some reason well, why he max... doesn't need her does he yeah but there must be something that's keeping max brought max back and keeping him here there has to be something yeah, there it's a paycheck jake woods <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only reason he's there because he's looked bored on screen, if you ask me. Well, that's what I mean. He just looked like a background Don't character he? this week. A really very yeah. Mm. The only time of you know scene you got out of uh, Max this week was the very last one when Jay and Ben walk in with a couple of heavies. Mm. Ben knows a lot of people, <laughs> considering she he's been away in Spain like all this time. He knows a lot of people that he can just call upon to do like the odd job here and there. Or well, maybe one of the heavies was Peck's guy. Maybe, maybe one, so. One of the two lads that came maybe. was Pex guy, or both, because he's been on the grinder again, hasn't he? He's been looking, he's been sleeping he with did. men left, right, and centre. That weekend he went away. Yeah, um, a lot went down. So he's got a man for every purpose: a man <laughs> for being heavy, a man for human trafficking, a man for Pex. <laughs> he's got it all. Right. So next up, we have short storyline. We've got the continuation of Sean Slater. Seems like he was in it ages ago, but he was in it this week. He he was right at the beginning of the week and and then went again. Mm. Flew away from the nest that is Wolford. Yeah, so they just they finished up that storyline from last week really where uh Gene is worried about leaving Sean and he comes to the realisation that he does need help. So he sort of looks up things online and checks himself into like, a, is it a priory sort of Yeah, it's a, place? It's a, it's a retreat. hospital for... A retreat, I think, yeah. Mm. yeah. Got there very quick. You got this placement... Books right in? Presumably private, so God, maybe he's been delving into the cat money that Elfie left Oh, yeah, in the, the wardrobe. Cat. Yeah. Cash in hand. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. He saw it, he found it, and quickly took it away. That would be... But Jean's, Jean's really concerned and wants to go with him and says that he really needs the help. But Sean's insistent that she, he has to do it on his own. At first, I thought that Sean was lying, and I thought that he was just going to kind of wander off. And mm. Well, we know. don't know. Maybe he did. He just don't know if he mm. went there or not, do we? Because she wanted to go with him, but he wouldn't let her, would he? He made the promise to Amy, saying that he would be back when she's 18. So I think you don't make a promise like that to a, uh, to a kid if you're not planning to return. So that's mm. what made... Look forward to that week. Yeah, I know. A few years to wait yet. <laughs> but you don't you don't, you don't, don't say something like that not to have a planned return, in my no. opinion. I think that's... It's a bit sad if that was going to end up being the outcome. That... Well, I said to you when Sean said that, I said, in eight years, Amy's going to go off to Ibiza to with Sean <laughs> yes. off screen. Yes. And she's going to come back recast. And I said recast as Rita Simmons, <laughs> wearing a ton load of makeup. Amy Mitchell. Played, played by, by her own mum. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be amazing. It's a nice way of getting Rita back in, isn't it? <laughs> we just need to find a Sam away in. Hmm. Well, she could be Lexi. Ooh. Lexi can be recast. Yes, there you go. Perfect. Sorted. We also had some 
all that flirting that Kush and Kat had been doing leading up, it met with like a big explosion at the end of the week. <laughs> well, an explosion we didn't see on screen, let's just say. Wink. Sadly, yeah. No. Big Mo has been welcomed back into the Slater house. Yeah, by Stacey. By Stacey. That's sudden. Yeah, and Mo took the invitation and said, yes, I'm rolling with it. Mm. I'm coming back. I'm a bit sad, actually. I liked her and Kush together. They're funny. I think they had their time. They had their two silly stories where the, it was the coach, <laughs> wasn't it? They, well, yeah, she, she had the animal skin coats which were fake fur but then he thought they weren't fake there's mm. that story and then it was the easter eggs so they've had their two kind of comic stories i think so what's next for big mo well who no maybe romance is on the cards for big mo too maybe there'll be a love triangle with gene big mo and the new man yes which we i'll be talking about that actually a bit later Ooh. on the show so uh keep listening for that exciting but kat's got herself a man and uh but she's what not a man what a man but she's not so sure whether she is is such a good idea because she's got kids and how does she explain it they're all mentally damaged by all her things in the past all of her going on yeah and her (laughs) sleeping you know alfie's still technically in the picture but we don't really know what's happened to alfie and uh kush has had a son with her cousin stacy mm-hmm. so it's it would be a bit complicated but sorry are you playing slater family values right now? <laughs> i certainly am and you know kush kind of says well cat i just want a bit of no strings fun i just want I a, a bit of fun are they turning him into a bit of like a lothario sleazeball he has been around Not martin well he's like... been around martin a bit and you know martin's the lothario of wolford yeah so... he was last year wasn't he? yeah yeah so he's maybe passed on some of his skills mm. to kush because they're making him quite a casual encounter guy, aren't they? Like with that woman from Wolford East and now Cat and he didn't they have someone recently else? Who was it? Maybe I'm just imagining. No, that. I think you're imagining that. Me. It, well, yes, of course. That's <laughs> when you were away for that uh, <laughs> afternoon. Um, but like, I don't know. Are they like turning him into a bit of a sleazeball womanizer? Are they? Do you think? I don't or is he just having fun so. out of a relationship? I mean, he deserves to have some fun, surely. Mm. I mean, you know, him and Denise. Denise went away for two weeks, so he didn't have anything for that period of time. <laughs> but they were quite... You you imagine they were quite a romantic couple. They mm. would get together quite often. And mm. so he probably wants to have a bit of fun. Yeah, a bit of fun before he commits himself. He says himself, like I say, he wants no strings fun. Mm. He doesn't want to commit with Kat. And who better to do that than with Kat Slater? Yeah, she's not a bit of a slag, Ben. She's a total slag. <laughs> So, Self-confessed. Yeah, so she said that herself. So, you know, he's chosen a good target there, so he might as well just yeah. throw for the bullseye. But is it going to stay just a bit of fun, though? Or are one of them going to get attached? Or both? I think there will be an attachment, and I think it will be on Kush's side, because I think Kush oh, was yeah. the one who pushed it more than Kat. Mm. Kush was the one who kind of wanted it and encouraged it. All over a pair of Moe's knickers. <laughs> Only... It's a bit odd that he still has come out with clothes in, his, in the... Room, yes, it is. It's that's mother problems, that is, yeah. isn't it? You is re- Craig the cat in there too, as well, somewhere. I don't know where Craig we were talking about Craig only this week, and mm. I, I don't know where, what's happened to Craig. They need a photo card of a Craig. We're still waiting for our photo card of Dave. I know, I just can't get one. Won't someone send me one, please? Come on, EastEnders, or our friend EastEnders cast cards. <laughs> get, us a, get us a Dave the cat uh, autograph card. Yeah. I want to get some ink it's on a pad and pressed lightly onto a photograph of himself. <laughs> Um, right next up where we usually have a little feature where we've done some in-depth research on a character and we discuss for quite a while and we do loads of research and hard hours behind the scenes but this week we've got something a bit different yes an exciting announcement so here it comes
The time is award season. We've got our gowns. I've got my best gold sparkling dress ready to walk down the red carpet. We have. And we've created our own award ceremony for all the awards that have been axed over the years. Because we're here for... We're here for the fans. fans, We're here for the fans. We're here for the awards that people... Uh, it may not be politically correct anymore, or they just scrapped them without even thinking about it. <laughs> Mainly awards that have been used on the soap awards in mm. the past. And also our awards are very EastEnders-centric, so you can only vote for oh, yeah. characters or scenarios which have happened on the soap. And right. our catchment, just so we don't get told off, is from April to April. Beginning oh, yes. of April. There's a few that missed out, wasn't there? So a few big ones missed out oh, when no. we were doing the categories this year. So we have nine Big categories, big categories that you guys can vote for, which we will give you the details for at the end. But we thought that we would just explain to you the category, the nominees and the reasons for each nominee. So Ben will be starting with the first category, which is... My favourite is Best Bitch. Best, the Best Bitch. Oh, yeah. Right, so our nominations that we've picked out for all of you is... Number one, Jack Branning. For being a general bitch. <laughs> It's going to be the answer to every one of these. Two, we've got Rainy Cross in there. Oh, she's a catty bitch. Oh, yes. We've got Ben Mitchell. He's a hard bitch. Camp bitch. Camp hard bitch. <laughs> we've got Honey Mitchell. She's a gossip bitch. Mm. She's got her nose up in the air this year, isn't she? Um, yes. We've got <laughs> Louise Mitchell. She's a stuck-up bitch. Yep. <laughs> I love saying that word. Stuart Highway. Oh. Conniving bitch. Yeah. He's a scheming bitch. Uh, Melanie Owen. She's a money-hungry, cold-hearted bitch. (laughs) Her son, Hunter Owen. He's a killer bitch. (laughs) So, yeah, so we we came up with those because they've all had quite dark stories. Villainous. Very villainous. Yeah, because we we saw bitches not just being a bit gossipy or talking behind people's back or being a bit nasty behind people's backs, but also (laughs) just being a villain and being a bad person. A bad, bad person. Can I say it one more time? A bitch. (laughs) I hope we don't get censored for saying bitch too much. I censored nah. last episode. I don't think I'm going to have to say cow every now and then to balance it you out. Cow. Oh, we didn't do best cow. <laughs> Although that be, that's not an old category that people had before. So, yes. Yeah, so that's our first category. Then we had another category, which is the best newbie. The best character who's been introduced into the soap recently. And our nominees are Habiba Ahmed. Oh, yes. She not- came on with someone, though. Ikra Ahmed, who's also a nominee. <laughs> I mean, they haven't made a huge splash, but they've made a... They, you know, they're new, they're exciting, mm. they're Kate They made a bigger splash when they were announced than when they were actually yes, on the show. That's so. exactly it. And they're new, which is the main <laughs> the main thing for this category. You know, if you're new, you're in. Oh, yeah. Chantel Atkins. <gasps> really? Is she yeah. alone there? No. Grey Atkins is also nominated. Ooh. Yeah, two also very strong characters. Didn't make a splash when they were introduced to Becoming, but when they were put on screen... Made quite a bit, quite the impression on you, uh, did Grey, oh, yeah, and Chantel. I've a bit of both. I mean, Grey and Chantel might be nominated for another category a bit <laughs> later on. There's also Bailey Baker, who oh. could not love Bailey yeah, Baker. She's a good newbie, the, the, she's a good one, yeah, the child with the adult sh- head on her shoulders. There's Mitch Baker, her dad, who mm. hasn't done a lot but has again He's been there. introduced. He's there, he's doing work with Mick and Mick's a strong character to be attached to. There's Ray Kelly, who we interviewed, by the way, if you go back to um, <laughs> old uh, episodes, you can listen to the Sean Mann interview. He was a very nice chap, but his character was very cold and conniving and very interesting. So but not was, a bitch. But not a bitch, no. 
Then, of course, Ooh, how could you miss out? I, before I give the nominee, we have to say that because he's played by a new actor, technically he's a newbie. So Ben Mitchell, played by Max Bowden, he is uh, a newbie mm. because we could have had Lola, but no. Lola's not played by a new character, a new actress. So again, vote. For... She could have been bitch as well. <laughs> she, she nearly just outside of our catchment. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, get voting for who you think was the best newbie out of those eight. Right. So the next one is Best Exit. And this is called the Julius Smith Award. Yeah, I can't think why. Julius theme may be mm. attached somehow to it. Our 13-part series. <laughs> Which you can catch also on old <laughs> podcasts if you want to listen. Right. So we've got your back because we've got Carmel Kazemi nominated. She should have had a Julius theme. So to, should she win Best Exit? And she should should have been nominated on the actual Soap Awards. Yes, so should she have won Best Exit? Mm. We've got Shaquille Kazemi for Best Exit for the Stabbing Storyline. Very sad. Ray Kelly's back again for Best Exit because he got plonked on the edge. Shot in the heart (laughs) from behind by his stepson. Yes. We've got our lovely original character, Dr. Harold Legg. I know. How could we miss him out? His, His death was timeless and really lovely episode episode as well again might be mentioned a bit later Alfie Moon because he had an exit at Christmas he left (laughs) but if you enjoyed it then vote for Alfie Moon yes Hunter Owen because he has now left because he's in prison in court he is he had a very sad final scene when he cried to his mum got Hayley Slater Hayley Slater yep she's been axed so she has had an exit kind of low key but yeah. she has exited our lives. I mean, Cherry's still there, hanging yeah. on by her little hands. And the last one is Evie Still. Yes. I mean, I thought her exit was quite nice, actually, the mm. one with her She and got Tiff. more of an exit than Hayley. <laughs> she certainly did. <laughs> Maybe not such a great reception, though. But yeah, so next up is Hero of the Year. Who was? Who has been your hero uh, on EastEnders? And of K-O. course... Kate Oates isn't a character nor an actress. Oh, shame. If she did a walk-on part like Alfred Hitchcock does on his uh, films, then perhaps we could have considered Mm. it. But the ones we have considered is Bailey Baker. Yep, very caring. Yep, she's a hero in our hearts. Get ready. Jack Branning. (laughs) By default. No. Because he did did save two people's storylines. Yes, yes. And his his story with Tiff was really good. So, and I'm not afraid to admit it. We're not I, biased here with our nomination. Absolutely not. Linda Carter, because she saved Mick. Yes, st- with her hair bun. Yes, she did. Her microphone stuck in the <laughs> hair bun when Stuart gave his confession in the Vic. Doc Cotton, how could she not win heroine? Oh, yes, for helping year. Harold Egg pass away peacefully. Yes. As she does so best. She does, and got everyone to close their curtains. <laughs> Carmel Kazemi, for obviously her time of after her son had died. She, yeah. And also her... Doing her charity bits, She's you know... She's out there working for the for the charity, so... Shaquille Kazemi, he was a hero because he kind of saved Keegan, if you think about it. Yeah, tried his best. He tried his best. He didn't... Yes, he didn't succeed, <laughs> but he did. Jean Slater, of course, she has saved so many people. Mm. She's saved... Sean. Yep. Hayley. Yep. Stacey, probably. You're, most definitely. Cherry. You're, all the Slaters. Hayley. Cherry. I've already said Hayley. I think you said Hayley twice. Hayley. That's fine. <laughs> Herself. Hayley. She's also had her yeah. O2 adventure, mm. taking on the heights, so... Yeah, yeah, Shirley, by, by, the, by association as well. <laughs> and finally, Keanu Taylor, who very recently had saved Louise, but also saved the Mitch, well, saved Sharon from, you know, leaving A boring Phil. summer. Yeah, and also saved us from a boring summer, from a really... From a sexless weekend. So next up, which is a 
big part place in my heart. We have Miss Wolford. Yes, already won by Sam Mitchell in previous years of <laughs> EastEnders. But this is what used to be called the sexiest female. Well, not anymore. No. It's lady whose beauty is equal to her intelligence. Quite right too. So our nominations for, I was about to say sexiest female, for Miss Wolford is Habiba Ahmed. Ikra Ahmed. Yeah. Chantelle Atkins. Our Kathy Bill. Kathy Bill. I mean, for, you know, I'm not going to reveal her age. In fact, a lot of you <laughs> probably already know. But for her, what precedes her, 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 for her years, she is aged wonderfully as old Kathy. <laughs> yes. And she's very intelligent. And considering she's worked in that cafe, you think she'd have a really wrinkly scrubber's face, mm. but she doesn't. She's there. We've got Whitney Dean. Oh, yes. Very good looking. Mo Harris, a.k.a. Big Mo. Yes, beautiful. Louise Mitchell and our queen, Sharon Mitchell. I mean, she is just... If you were to bottle legs. beauty and legs, um, it would be eau de Sharon. <laughs> it would just... She is just the most wonderful woman. But what do you guys think? What do you think? Who do you think Miss Wolford should be? But there can't be a Miss Wolford without a Mr. Wolford. Ooh, oh, yes. My favourite category. Yes, sexiest male, or as it's now going to be commonly known as, most handsome guy who has also got a beautiful mind. Mm. And uh, quite a, again, eight nominees for this one. Gray Atkins. Yep. Ben's favourite. Let's not beat around the bush. Keegan Baker. Ooh. Yeah. Adam Bateman. Well, that's controversial-ish. Well, he's got a, he's got a nice body, but maybe he's a, a bit too angry. His anger might <laughs> like the Incredible Hulk. Mick Carter. Well, yes. We had to put Danny Dyer in there somewhere. Yeah, you got to put him in. Martin Fowler. Oh yeah, got a soft spot for him. Ben really has. I mean, Ben fought for him to be in the final eight. I just wanted to make that clear <laughs> to everyone. I don't quite know. Is it his fruit and vegetables? That... Also, notice the photo I chose. I I chose that very strategically. Mm. Mm. I'm looking now. It's not particularly. It's a good photo of Martin. For Martin. Moving on. on. Callum Highway. Of course, Callum Highway. (laughs) Unfortunately, especially with his new hair. Especially with his new hair. Unfortunately, his hat was not a nomination. Just missed (laughs) out. So sadly, his hat is uh, not a nomination on this category. There's Keanu Taylor, of course. Well, duh. Well, duh, indeed. And Kush Kasimi. Oh yeah, best till last. Mm. So. Whose pecs do you like look the look of? <laughs> Get voting for Mr. Wolford. Yes. So next up is best ensemble performance. So this is very tricky. Narrowing these down were tough. It was tough. So the first one is Dot and Doctor Leg for Doctor Leg's death episode where he's watched his documentary. The next one is Mick, Stuart, Tina, and Linda, which is the Catch a Predator storyline. Yes, and Predator meaning Stuart. And what Stuart's role was as well. So that whole long story arc and very mm. quite a popular one. So yep. it'd be interesting to see what you guys think. We got Ray, Mel, and Hunter with their Dark Night in the Woods. Yes, I mean it's obviously there's the whole story, but we're we're being a bit specific with this one. The scenes or the the, the horror new, scenes. Yeah, the horror scenes they had. The eighties Hammer horror scenes they did in the woods. We were being quite specific for that yeah. ensemble piece. We've got Shaquille, Kamal, Kush, and Keegan for the knife crime storyline. Yes, again, a really powerful piece, acted brilliantly by all of them. Yes, it was. Shianu. I mean... That's all I need to say. Nothing more to say. (laughs) And we have the Slater's Christmas with Alfie. Yes, when they discover that he is the father of Mm. Cherry. Cherry! And he gets pushed downstairs. Pushed down the stairs, there's things on fire, 
there's oh there's all kinds of grief going on on Christmas Day at the Slater household. But which one was your favourite? I want to know. We all want to know. And we want to give an award to the people who you <laughs> thought was the favourite. Right. The penultimate award will be Best Male Performance. So this is more the actor rather than the character on this occasion. Mm. So I will read the actors' names. Ooh. So do apologise if I read them very badly. So nominees for Best Male Performance was Zach Morris. Keegan. <laughs> yes. Jamie Borthwick. Jay. Thank you. Ricky Champ. Stuart. The amazing Stuart. David Gaddami. Kush. Kazimi. Shaheen. That's Shaquille. Sean Mann. Ray Kelly. Robert Kosinski just got in. Oh, yes. Sean. And of course, and of course, Danny Walters. Keanu. Yes. So whose performance outshone everyone else's? And they were male this year. <laughs> well, let me tell you what female performers... We took a shine to this year. And I shall help you out in the style of bullseye like you did oh, yeah. with me. So we have Maisie Smith. Tiff. Mm. Kelly Bright. Linda Carter. Tanya Franks. Rainy Scott. Letitia Dean. Sharon Mitchell. The beautiful, leggy Sharon Mitchell. Never heard of her. She knew. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Tamsin Alfwaite. Mel Owen. Gillian Wright. Jean Slater. Lacey Turner. Stacey Slater. And Lorraine Stanley. Karen Taylor. What a strong cast. What a strong eh? cast. Can I... We're probably not going to post my attempts at some of the names when I was doing the male performance, but um, you had a much easier selection there than me. I'm a professional, so... You're very professional. So they are all the categories. So exciting. Now, I bet you're all on the edge of your seats to know how do you vote. I've been waiting nearly 15 minutes to find out. Okay, well, I shall tell you. So um, it's very easy. You can either find our links to the voting form on our Twitter, which will be posted right now as you're listening to this, on our Instagram and on our Facebook group. You can also go to bit.ly slash EEW awards. That's bit.ly slash EEW awards. Or you can email us and we will send you the form. Mm-hmm. EastendersWeekly at gmail.com. Or if you look at the show notes of this episode that you're listening to right now, there'll be a link in there too. There is a link in there. Now, to hopefully prevent spamming, we will require your email address to vote. Um, but just to reassure you that we're not storing your email address to then send you lots of pictures of Ben and I doing fun things at the pictures weekend. Pictures of Letitia Dean. Yeah, just hanging out with Letitia Dean or anything <laughs> like that. We could... Probably won't. I'd so, like that. Would you? Well, send your email just to me. <laughs> but um, we're just using it just to stop the spamming, and uh, we promise we won't store it for any third parties or uh, give it for any profit or gain toward a commercial use. No, no profit on this show. No, <laughs> or gain. Don't I blooming know it? <laughs> so um, again, if you want to vote, uh, join in the fun. You have until the twenty fourth of May at ten p.m. to vote. There you go. So that was the nominations for the EastEnders Weekly Podcast Awards. Award season always gets me so stressed. Oh, it makes me tearful. makes me so excited. I've got to put my detox in, my filler, my <laughs> Botox, my gown. I need my bunions cut out <laughs> <and> my <laughs> to get into my high heels. Oh, it's just too much. Should we just drop it? It's too much. No, I mean... No, we're committed now. We've done it now. We sat down and went through those lists. So we've got it now. So don't forget to vote, guys. Don't forget to vote. Yes. Um, so some of the nominations are in the storyline coming up. So we've got the Atkins family moving in. I've got two. There's like two parts of the storyline. The first part I've got to ask is, what did Kim really expect? Well, yeah. My second question is, is Ted doing something highly illegal? 
So we'll break them down. Both good questions. Let's start with Kim then. When she's gave do we them... have the answer though to those questions? I don't think we do. Well, Kim clearly didn't. But then <laughs> Kim is Kim obviously just wanted a complete refresh. She she didn't want to have any more memories of that house. She just wanted to forget That's about fine. it. And yeah. so she tells Chantel to throw everything out. <laughs> and I suppose they did it in a very in the street. So they were putting all this stuff in a skip. Where was she meant to do it? But exactly. You could put it in a van, I guess, and drive it. But then it'll take so much no, effort. Not made money. If just... she wanted to get rid of it, she should have got rid of it herself. Yeah. And she gets so upset also because Karen's trying to sell a lot of it off. And it's like, well, Kim, that would have been a solution to some of your problems yeah, earlier. You could have done that. Yeah, you could have sold some of that stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you're a queen of eBay. Mm. I can imagine Kim on eBay. I bet she's a really, yeah. you know, proper uses it often. High stars she'd have. Yeah, she'd yeah. Be quite high up. All positive remarks, apart from a few screams from here to there. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this feud, like last week, I said this feud seemed a bit forced between Chantel and Kim when they were like arguing in the salon. Mm. But like, it still seems a bit forced. Like, did Kim really not realise her stuff was being thrown out that like? Do you know what I mean? But she, she did. She gave permission to do it. Chantel so even says. What's her problem? I don't get it. I think Why the realisation it... of it well, must have hit her happening. hard. Yeah, it's happening in front of her. Because she's, as they're throwing, as she was moving in, Kim's always stood on the side of the road, just kind of looking mm. over, thinking. But to be fair to Chantel, um, Keegan, like, chucked the family photo in the skip, and Chantel quickly ran over and took it out and said, you can't do that. Ah, but Kim caught her as she was taking it out, and then Kim thought she Jumped was putting it in. Jumped to a conclusion, you see. And that's what caused her to have that huge, great big ruckus in the middle of the street in front of Chantel's kids. And that upset Chantel even more. Mm. And Grey keeps giving, like, looks. Yeah, like, like I don't want to be it's here. Embarrassing. <laughs> I'm above this. Yeah, I think Grey's like, I make really good money. Why are we moving in here? We can Although move... he bought it for her. That's true, that's true. Because we still, I find it really odd when we talk about this, is that they still haven't shown us Chantel and Grey on their own ever yet. Mm. We've not seen any scenes of them together. Or do you think something so really why... spooky is going to happen? Like one one episode, you're going to see them like close the door, and then you're going to see what actually Don't happens. Don't say a behind. ghost. Are you gonna no, like, oh. I'm not going to say a ghost. <laughs> Of course I'm not going to say a ghost. You said something spooky. I thought you were going to say, like, Grey's actually dead. No, spooky. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah only only this resident of Wolford can see him. That's what I've come to expect from you. No, no, no. I, okay. I mean, like, maybe Ray's got some kind of hold or some kind of nasty streak or edge to yeah, him. Yeah, I did think that. So, like, then... yeah. So, they have, like, maybe have a housewarming party and you see the scene would be, like, everyone leaves. Grey closes the door and then just turns around and says, what was that about? What did you do that for? And then you start to see that mm. Grey's She's not quite sick. timid, isn't she? She is timid. But at the same time, they've got like the Adam and Honey thing. That's kind of the same storyline, isn't it? That's true. So would they have mm. two... Adam's Adam's not controlling by physical. He's more con- he's more controlling by just insistent on this is the way he likes things done. Yeah, but they're done. not going to have two storylines running alongside each other, are they? No. But then I think I think Grey is embarrassed by Chantel's family, by Karen, by Mitch. And I think that's been... You're already seeing signs of that by Chantel because Chantel said to Karen this week, you know, you're really embarrassing. Mm. I said, well, why do you have to be like that? But he was so embarrassed by the family. Why would he buy a house like next door to them? But again, like, it's, like, it's, it's one of those psychological things, isn't it? Think? It's like, I'm trying to be nice, but at the same time... I'm gonna now make it my chore to my. I'm gonna now make it my job to pull you further away from them. Mm. Well, I've got two theories that I've found online by people. Oh, I'm right. gonna put them towards you and see what you think. I love a theory. So the first theory, get ready for this. I'm this isn't it. by me as well. Before anyone says it is, because it's not. Okay. Well, it's just because what I'm about to say, you're gonna think that's your idea. <laughs> but a lot of people think that she knows about his sexuality, him being gay or bi. All right. But she, they have chosen to stay together because of the kids, 
And the guy that was texting Ben is actually him. Pex guy? Yeah, Pex man. Because wasn't he missing that night? Like, didn't he say something to Chantel about being in work or something? Oh, I vaguely I remember somewhere. that. So, yeah. Make... So, that's one theory. Well, that's an interesting one. So, like, like, it's not, like, a secret affair. Like, she knows and they're open with it. But they're staying together for, like, the kids. Right, so right. That's interesting. Yeah, different. I really... That is really different. Mm. Really, really different. And the other theory I've read online is that... Because she's, like, quite timid and he's, he's a always... Ghost. No. Okay. He's Papage's son. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's Simon Wick. <laughs> the other theory is that because she's quite timid and he's always like overly protective of her, isn't he? And he's always doing things. Like when she was having trouble in the salon, he said, oh, it doesn't matter if you're finding it stressful, just quit. Yes. Like, so he's very like, oh, if you're stressed, just do this. I can, I can sort it out. Like maybe she has like some sort of like anxiety thing where she's not very good with conflict and he's overly protective of her i've read that as well maybe. i'm not so keen on that one i like i liked the first theory oh yeah you should have you should have pretended that was your theory no. but, I like but um i think no anxiety i, I don't think not anxiety she... but like something like he's always there trying to protect or make her i think that's a bit too like gene though isn't it mm. and how everyone protects gene um and stacy to a certain extent mm. and i don't think you need another character like that but a character where she's protecting him, perhaps, from his, you know, from the world learning about his sexuality. He's something he doesn't particularly want everyone to know about. Yeah. That's, that's intriguing. I'd like them to delve into that one. Because mm, she did an interview recently, the actress of Chantel, like yesterday. And um, they said, oh, is he going to be a murderer? Or, like, there was like a vague question to her. Mm. And she kind of said, oh, could you imagine? He's such a good actor. He could pull it off. Maybe the writers should take note. So she made a bit of a joke about it. So I'm guessing he's not oh, right. going to be that like the dark evil, side. dark character. I guess. So. I mean, I always want. This is the thing. I think this is just where my Eastenders mind clicks. It's like if there's a new character introduced <laughs> and they're a bit mysterious and they're a male, not necessarily just a male. And they're a successful business. Not even necessarily that. If they're just a, if they're a bit mysterious and they kind of always take a step back from things, I instantly think mm, there's a dark secret there. Same I could attach to Habiba and Ikra as well. Mm. Yes. which we will be talking about in a second exactly. but... we also had like a second half of this storyline where Ted you know Ted remember him Joyce's husband I do vaguely does he like a game of chess occasionally mm, the one, oh, yeah. right, yeah. Um, he seems to have given up his council flat to Bailey and Dinah for some reason Yeah, just... even though it's not disabled access or anything yeah, it's not kitted out. In fact, even the doctor said, this, this, this house isn't really very good for you. Why are you here? <laughs> the, the tower block flat was more suitable. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a bit odd and a bit illegal. And he's just, like, living with Patrick for the ongoing future. Yeah, because well, he says the flat didn't feel the same since Joyce died. Or since there were drug men in there. Yeah. So he gives it to Bailey instead. Mm. Um, there's a really funny comment on Facebook, which I'll read out later on when we do the uh, socials on Who mm. Won the Week, uh, about that as well. And then, obviously, we have this very dark storyline where, you know, we've got Karen. She's taken over from Dot in the laundrette. And now it seems to be that she's taken on Dot's roles as, as carer. helper of ending someone's life. Yes, and also, yes. So she's, like, taking on Dot's being and spirit and soul. She should go off to Switzerland. She'd have a right old trade down that way. Yeah. <laughs> Kill people left, right and centre. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's very sad. We saw... Dinah, like, storing pills up before which, last week. Yes, which I, I thought about and thought about and thought about it, and then I just realised she's storing the pills... For an or, overdose. For an overdose, That's what yeah. I said to you last week, and you said no. Well, I know. Well, now, now, I, now I agree with you. She also had an extra prescription as well. Yeah, that was thought. She like, did a weird swap thing. Well, she didn't swap, but she tucked it underneath the, uh, uh, the, the prescription mm. the doctor had written. So I'm presuming perhaps she'd wrote her own prescription, 
So perhaps it was, the, yeah, so the pills, so she had like the mm. hard stuff, as it were. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like an old prescription she hadn't put in yet. So if she gets two, she can get two lots of pills all mm. at once, maybe. Yeah, but I there's no know. reason for that, because she could just ask Karen to get that at any time. Yeah. I think she kind of wanted to sneak it in so that it could be almost forgotten about if Karen was getting the new mm. pills. I mean, these are some of my favourite scenes with Karen and Dinah this week. They're very well done. Yeah, really good. Her basically saying to her, I want to choose my time and it's now. And yeah. Karen doesn't want her to. And she says, you still got Bailey to think about. And like that was Dana's like realisation, knowing that she has Karen and Taylor's and Keegan. She thought, oh, if I do go, Bailey may not mm. miss me as much or she still has someone. But they're, still, they're protecting Bailey as well. But they're saying that Dinah needs to go into care. And I know Bailey's really upset by the thought of that. And Bailey feels that she can you know, look after her. She can put it on her own shoulders. But I mean, it's everyone sees it. And Dinah cannot look after herself. She's having to call Karen behind Bailey's back and not mm. tell Bailey that she needs this yeah. help in between and this it's by by protecting Bailey she's kind of hurting Bailey even more because it's going to make it if she does suddenly die especially it's going to make Bailey just mm. tear up inside well, either way it's going to hurt Bailey really like it's like a lose-lose situation isn't yeah it, really? but Bailey Bailey feels like she's doing so much good and it's just you can tell you just know that this is going to make Bailey destructive because mm. she's going to be like Oh, well, maybe I wasn't helping my mum. Maybe this is my fault that she wanted to kill herself, and it's just gonna, oh, it's gonna be horrible. Yeah, it's um, it's tricky. I don't. I wonder if they're gonna do a scene where Dinah like speaks to Bailey and like maybe tries to explain. Like I don't know like, if she goes through with it. I don't know if there's. I don't know if they'll be able to do that with an actress so young. It's it's such mm. a layered role for the actress of Bailey to play. Um, but pl- plays so it is played superbly. very well. She's she's a but, wonderful actress. But like. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if that would be quite a tricky scene to do. Like, Do you think mm. she'll explain to Bailey, I want to go? Or do you think she'll just do it without telling her? I think it will be left for Karen to explain it to Bailey. Mm. Um, Mitch wouldn't be able to. And even Dinah said that if you tell any, if you say anything to Mitch, then it gets straight to Bailey. So you you need to keep... Mm. If you want to keep a secret from Bailey, don't tell Mitch. Yeah. Um, Mitch I, is such a nothing to me still. Like, he's I don't even just guilty, him, isn't he? It? He always feels guilty for yeah. what he's done up until this point, And now he feels like he needs to redeem himself. Mm. Um, but yeah... He's, he's putting a lot of stress on Karen, Karen's shoulders. She's having a cigarette. At the end of the week. But she's having cigarettes every half hour. Yeah, that one was a big, like, that was a big, a big cigarette, that one. I mean, yeah, if it has an ex-smoker, yeah, if you've had a problem or something, you know, a problematic hour or so, when you go outside and you take that first drawer of mm. smoke through your lungs, that was a proper, oh, I needed that. That mm. cigarette was needed. And she, But she hugs Bailey as well when Bailey admits that she, you know, wants to do it on her own. And, mm. and it's just, it's ever it so sweet. Sad. And I it's do a very like, good storyline. It's done it's really well. It's an excellent storyline. And I'm so glad they haven't just kind of written it off as in, oh, it's happened. You know, Dinah's died in the, in the, it's nice that they've brought Dinah into, I know mm. it's a bit conspicuous the way they've been introduced. Yeah, it's a shame it wasn't, we weren't given a few more months maybe just to get to know Dinah a bit more. Mm. Cause like this week is the first time we've seen proper scenes with her. But and like you get to like her, I don't know, you get to see her as, yeah, the character she is. I think you know enough about Dinah to understand that it's Bailey that's going. It's that you need to focus your affection mm. on. Um, and we've we've had a good time to learn and you know become affectionate toward Bailey. So I I, I think it's been done fairly well. Mm. I uh, you know maybe shoehorned yeah. a little bit, but not too much. It's worried for next week. What will come? Well, what will go? <laughs> so next up, we've got some more returns. Our favourite grandparents are back. I know. I'm so glad they came back. Mm. Ashard and Miriam. It's it's like 
They still weren't in it much. It was a bit like no. a Ted. Do you reckon they shared a ticket with Max? They all flew back together. Economy. Yeah, maybe. And Mick. Yeah. But yeah, they're back and they're like hosting. They've, they've worked out everything that's been going on in their house. Like Ikra and Habiba have moved in. Yes. The TV's exploded. Adam's told a few porky pies in order to keep yes, to Ikra cover and, for them. Yeah, to keep them uh, in their good books. And um, we have like conversations because last time we saw it, where they were kissing on the park bench and Billy saw. That's mm. the last time we saw Adam. That was and Habiba and Adam. Habiba, yeah. So um, Billy's like telling, he's told Lola already what he saw. Of course he has. The mouth of the South, yeah. Lola. Yeah, so she's got another scheme. She has a scheme every week. Um, and her scheme this week was to befriend Habiba to sort of get some inside information and for her to admit what's gone on. Mm. I've, I've, I'm beginning to learn the trick of Lola. Of why, <laughs> why so, what I mean is why so many people seem to magnetise themselves to Lola because she's a bit like the 15-minute comedy sketch that you see on Children's BBC. You know what I mean? It's like she's always up to some scheme every week. And um, this week, as you said, it's the Habiba mm. uh, befriendingment. Also, one of the biggest revelations was that Billy is a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, quite. And who wouldn't be? Yeah, but can you imagine Billy? I would love to see Perry as one of the judges on the UK version. <laughs> they filmed it now. Do you reckon he is? Because they film it at the same studios as EastEnders. Mm, I if that line was put in there because they knew someone was on Perry. There. Perry's going to be one of the judges. No, I'd love that. It's got to be Letitia Dean or um, Jesse Wallace, surely. Or Kathy. Um... Not sure about that actually. I wouldn't mind if they brought in back like some old like Michelle Collins. Can you imagine? Mm, yeah, she'd be good, wouldn't she? Anyway, that's nothing. Oh, sorry. We're, we're talking... But the fact that Billy watches RuPaul's Drag Race is quite the revelation. Yes. Well, the fact that Billy pays for Netflix is quite the revelation. <laughs> he might share an account. <laughs> oh yeah, very likely. He probably doesn't even know. That. <laughs> the person he shares it with probably doesn't even know. It's probably Jay who pays for Netflix yeah. with all his twenty thousand pounds. <laughs> we found out a bit more about the relationship between Habiba and Ikra when they were chopping up stuff in the Wolfie East because they're chefs now. Yes. Apparently, they are the ones cooking the meals, which is weird. Well, they serve, they cook, <laughs> they, they they shake the cocktails, <laughs> they fill up those little bottles of very milk. Bizarre. But mm. um, yeah, there was quite an interesting conversation there because we still don't know if Habiba is telling the truth or not. But she sort of said to Ikra that she likes Adam. Like Ikra got her to admit it by accident. Yeah. And then they have a conversation, and she says that um, she's not a virgin anymore. And Ikra thought she's she was a virgin still, but apparently she lost her virginity to Adam years ago. Mm. But like none of this is confirmed. And she said like they spent the night together, and that he said that he loved her. So she's like infatuated with him. But, but I yeah. don't know if she's seeing something that's not there and she's kind of making this up. That's the thing, isn't it? She Habiba is in, has complete illusions of grandeur about mm. Adam. And she's she's in her head. She's now setting up their wedding and they're going to have kids and they're going to have a house together. Yeah. And it, it's it's almost bunny boiler material, isn't mm. it? The way And Ikra is, is seriously concerned by the way Habiba has just attached herself yeah. to uh, Adam in this way. It's I mean, really, yeah, really strange. Yeah. And um, I guess that kind of, if she, if they did sleep together years ago and he, he was her first, I guess that kind of makes sense why she's infatuated him because mm, like, she her didn't ever love. get rid of her first, get yeah. over her first love, I guess. But, um, but at the same time, he's sort of sticking up for them a lot to keep them around. But then I think he's doing that because he knows that Habiba and Ikra are quite tight mm. and that if, you know, if they've been talking, 
then he needs to have some brownie points to throw back at them if they do then say to him one day, or Icarus says to him one day, I know that you slept with Habiba and, you know, this, that and the other. And he's going to be like, well, you know, I've looked after you. I could have told Ashad and Miriam that you came here and you broke the TV. And Mm. you ran away from marriage. Yeah, you ran away from marriage and so on and so forth. I could tell your family all this. Mm. That's gone quiet. Icarus side of the storyline has gone really quiet. Mm. Not that it was that loud to begin with. No, it (laughs) was. You're quite right. But then that's it. That's what I mean. I mean, there's something else Adam can throw back at Icarus. Because when they're having their uh, Ramadan meal, um, in the evening, Ikra is really uncomfortable being sat at the table with Adam, and she keeps mm. throwing him a bit, of, you know, a bit of a, you know, a nervous look when she, you know. Plus, Honey's there. there, like in front of her. Well, yes, like, so that oblivious. must feel a bit, you know, tense for them too. But I did enjoy that um, Habiba works out Lola's plan like really quickly. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Going back so to Lola. Good. Yeah. When they were talking at the stall, um, she just says that. Oh yeah, I love Adam. Like a brother, because Lola's eyes widen oh, visually. So obvious, wasn't she's she? She's subtle as a brick, isn't she? Oh, she's when so she useless. tries. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's nice that Habiba and Ikra are now getting themselves involved, mixed, getting themselves mixed up. We always kind of knew it was going to be Adam related, I think, mm. but from the beginning because of the looks that Habiba was throwing mm. um, at Adam. But yeah, yeah. now Miriam and Ash are back. Hopefully, we get some more scenes in the house of them as a family and the dynamics there mm. be interesting to see more of that i think they've been gone about five months miriam Ishad. where did they go i forget australia so no they went to home and then they went to australia for the, for wedding. the wedding yeah and then they got a flu <laughs> oh that's right that's right and then they came back but they couldn't come back because they had flu yeah because they would might get you know more seriously <laughs> here on the plane <sighs> no sign of ian yet he's still missing nearly six months now He's probably sur- he's surfing, having a great time with his son. Yeah. Maybe he'll bring uh, a son back, maybe. Or two. Yeah. Bobby. Bobby's due out soon. Yeah, exactly. Is it July? June or July, he's due out. So. Well, then I, I think we happening. I think we found Adam Woodyatt's return, haven't we? <laughs> uh, right. Next up, we've got a quick game before we do the last two storylines of the week. I hope you've got your pen and paper ready and your pencil case. <laughs> One my, bottle of water. My alien pencil case. <laughs> That's right, I spotted it, Dinah. I spotted it. Oh, better mark that off then. Oh, is that, it's a gold no, point already. Question. Oh. You are listening to Libby Fox's Degree of Excellence. So it's exam time, everyone. Mm, it is the time for exams. It's May. You've mm. got the pollen going into your eyes. You're feeling all stuffed up. You're stressed. Yeah. Like Bex. You're hot in the... Well, actually, we're not hot. Summer's not yet come to this country. We're taking ADHD pills and we're all good. I'm not drinking Red Bull. I've been <laughs> off caffeine now for three weeks. Right, so I have six questions. Multiple choice. So it's a bit easier. We all like a multiple choice exam, don't we? Yeah, I thought you might ask me a question about my caffeine. Uh, no. Oh, I'm my a teacher family. here, so don't talk back. <laughs> um, and you need to answer questions of things that my, I may have noticed throughout this week's episodes of EastEnders. And they're mundane things that just happen in the background. Well, it takes a mundane like person me. to spot them, yeah. So, right, are you ready? Yep, poised. Right. Question one. How much was the fox and hare voucher that Linda bought Tina for her birthday worth? Can I guess without you giving me the multiple choice answers? If you want. £50. Mm-hmm. What makes you say that? Because it was £50. <laughs> That's correct. Thank you very much. You don't get bonus points, by the way. I should for that. That was no. quite impressive. No. I thought that was a really generous gift as well. 
I mean, how much are the services? How much does Kim charge for her reflexology? About, well, 50 pounds, not that much. It's about a haircut and a... That's about it, a Where do you dry. get your haircut for 50 pounds? Fox and hair. Oh, of course. Sorry. I just go to Mitch's in his <laughs> living room. Question two. If you're so clever. Mm. How many candles were on Tina's birthday cake when Mick appeared? I could hazard a guess, but I'm going to ask for the multiple choice this time. Okay. So A, six. B, eight. C, 10 or D 12 candles one of the answers I would have given is there then <laughs> so I will say I will say C 10 oh 10 why how old is she 10 well no she's Ten not 12 each... 8 or 6 either oh, normally it's like one for each year isn't it <laughs> well, it normally is but some, well on the classic EastEnders it was one for every 10 years <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so I, I, I'm presuming that <laughs> Tina is 100 years old <laughs> well I'm sad to say that's incorrect is it 6 it is A6. Oh, it was one of the two. I should have known, really, because Danny Dyer had clearly done a bit of weight training, and so those extra candles might have killed him if he had uh, come, come in with that cake. Right. Question three. What colour was the dress that Lola thought was a little bit RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> okay. <laughs> was it A, purple, B, gold, C, blue, or D, red? What colour dress is a little bit too much Ruble's Drag Race? <laughs> um, I mean, when it comes down to low, for Lola, I would have thought no colour would be too Ruble's Drag <laughs> That's Race. That's true. She's quite... She's just a she's constant... like a highlighter kitten. Yeah, she? she's a constant catwalk, isn't she? Every time she comes out in the... Uh, she, yeah, she's one of those Stello highlighter kits. <laughs> I'm going to... I reckon gold, B, gold. That is quite Ruble, isn't it? It's very Ruble. But it's not. Is it red? No. Is it blue? <laughs> you guys are going to do every. <laughs> the correct answer is C, blue. I told you. Still got that first one, which I deserve double <laughs> you points don't get, for. You don't get double points. <laughs> right, question four. Yep. How many seconds did Max and Ben stare at each other from across the market? Oh, I mean, unless I was actually timing that, I would not have known. Okay, go on. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to guess? Can I take a guess? If you want. And then you give me the multiple choice. Okay. Okay. I'm going to guess eight seconds. Is it A, 11 seconds? Right. B, 12 seconds? My goodness. C, 14 seconds? Or D, 15 whole seconds of broodiness? <laughs> Did they say any dialogue in between this as well? I can't remember. No, they're staring at each other. That was airtime. <laughs> I'm going to go for the top one, 15, D. Well, that's very brave. Whoa. That'd be a bit brave for dead air. That is incorrect. It was B, 12 seconds. Okay. Well, it was like 11 point, like... Seven, seven seconds. So oh, I, I mean, I up. want the... Oh, see, you should have given me multiple choice with an accurate <laughs> answer. So I feel like I've been cheated a point there. Oh, shush. You still <laughs> got it wrong. You're way off. Right, question five. The option wasn't there, which is correct. I rounded up. <laughs> question five. What was Shrimpy eating when him and Stacy were playing a joke on Kush in the cafe? Oh, I think I could guess this without multiple choice. Was it A, shrimp cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> B, jam on toast. C, a full English. Or D, an unknown sandwich. I think it was a full English. Do you? Yeah, because they were munching away and they kept eating the bits of sausage. <laughs> I mean, a full English is quite poor in Cathy's. Not shrimp cafe. cocktail? I don't think Cathy's is that sophisticated, <laughs> to be honest with you. Reminds me of the Dagma, probably. Oh, um, yeah, the, oh, the pink and the green. <laughs> the, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so you are saying C, full English. Full English breakfast. Confident? I'm super confident. That is correct. Yes. 
Yeah, because they're really lame for English. It's just like a sausage, bit of beans, egg. Mushroom. Mushroom. There's a mushroom, there's a bit of toast there too. Yeah, but you just want the works. If you're going into a cafe English. for a full English, you're paying like £5.95, <laughs> you want the works on there. You want a waffle, you want beans and sausage, bacon, egg, maybe hash I'll take brown. Take up a calf. Although calf wasn't working at the time. so that's Which pretty... she never is. She's probably at the uh, wholesalers getting more sausages for her full English. <laughs> right, so last question, and you're not doing very well at the moment, but you could get 50% okay. if you get this right. Right. Lexi made Ben and Jay wear paper hats when they were in the cafe. They did. But what colour was the hat that Ben was made to wear? Was it A, pink? (laughs) (laughs) B, purple? C, orange? Or D, blue? Now remember, Jay was wearing one too. I don't want to know Jay's. I want to know Ben's. Do you remember what Jay's was? Yes. It's green, isn't it? No. (laughs) Oh. Is Jay's one of the multiple answers? don't know oh for goodness sake um i mean pink and purple are very similar mm. but i think i or think purple and blue are so similar well they are aren't they they're very but blue's <laughs> not an, arch, an answer oh is yeah, it is? blue oh is it d is it d blue because i've written down green i must have thought it was green <laughs> it's blue okay um i am gonna say b purple purple oh no that's incorrect it's c orange was ben's oh, hat <laughs> so completely wrong <laughs> I thought it was an off colour of blue. No, it's an off colour of red. No, Jay's was blue. Jay's was blue. Mm. Blue and green. I mean, they had stars on it. You know, those stars you lick and put on there. (laughs) Sorry, gems. From from (laughs) jewel. From Kathy's necklace. From Gems TV. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was very poor. You got two out of six. I mean, after such a furious start, that was outstanding that I could give you an answer just without <laughs> even a multiple choice. And then, yeah, I faltered near oh, the end. But well, I faltered near the beginning. That's a Robbie Jackson out oh. of Libby Fox. Oh, well, it could be worse. No, it can't. It could. It could be. It could be. It could be worse. Who's worse than Robbie? No one. Baby um, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baby Abby. Oh. Well, there you go. You got two out of six. I'd be interested to see what everyone else got on this exam. Yes. And and whether anyone else could have answered any of those questions mm. without a multiple But no choice. cheating. No. Yes. If anyone got six out of six, then um, let us know. Be, be honest. <laughs> We're going to get loads of people just saying, yeah, I got it. And we'll, we'll read out your name and give you a congratulations. Mm, a certificate ceremony. Yeah. But we'll, we'll know if you're lying. <laughs> We're watching you. Well, there you go. That was a very failed attempt at Libby Fox's degree of excellence. Well, guess what? We weren't just treated to Max, Miriam and Ashad and Ted. We were also treated to Mick Carter. Yes, you you alluded to it earlier on the show, Mm. just before we went to the game. Back with a huge storyline this week after his break. Um, he turns up as a surprise present for Linda and Tina for Tina's birthday. Yeah, singing Marilyn Monroe's happy... Well, it's not her song, but in the style of Marilyn Monroe, he sung Happy Birthday to You and had a cake presented mm. to Tina. Yep, and Linda is up for some fun, but Mick's still got jet lag. He's only human. Little L, come on. <laughs> but the next day, the pub's a bit quiet and they think, oh, this is my chance. Mm-hmm. There's a few chats about maybe having a baby, another Carter on the way. But there's a, yeah, it's a joke. So Mick kind of says that, you know, he doesn't have to worry about the Rugrats anymore. He feels like he missed out on seeing Ollie grow up these past few months and he doesn't have to worry about the Rugrats anymore. And Linda's like, well, never say never. And so 
makes a bit mm-hmm. surprised, but at the same time a bit excited. I mean, this the Linda and Mick story pretty much is based on their sex life now, isn't it? Mm. Before he left, it was all about whether Linda could convince Mick to have sex with her. <laughs> and by him having sex with her, he has forgiven her for yeah. the whole Stuart storyline. quite nice, a bit of relief not relief relief it was a relief for mick (laughs) uh comedy relief like for the carters rather than all this big serious stuff we've had we we did endure quite a lot of it for like two years straight so Mm. i guess it's kind of nice but but Um, but a baby storyline yeah but comedy stories comedy stories don't win you british soap awards ben and danny dyer or eastenders weekly soap awards well certainly (laughs) and i mean you know i think danny dyer likes to get himself into a bit of trouble Mm. onto the square i mean just to throw a question out there, do you think the Carters should stay in the Vic or do you think there should be a whole new family introduced? Yeah, I'd quite like a new family in the Vic. I'm not like, I do like the Carters, but I liked them when it was like Lee and Nancy and yeah. Johnny and Nick, Mick and Linda. Um, now Mick and Linda are just sort of there. Shirley never really has a storyline. Well, she's attached to Jean, isn't she's, she? Yeah, but, like, she never really has much no. for her. Like, same as Tina. Like, she doesn't ever really have a storyline. Mm. So they are a bit, like, they're kind of there. But they're the type of characters that can't be taken out of the Vic. Because it's like... What is there Mick for them? and Linda's dream. It's their yeah. job is to yeah. be landladies. Like, it's like when Den and Anne's left the Vic. Like, there was obviously nothing for them, so they left. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, kind of that thing. So... I mean, oh, there's yeah. there's always the uh, new bar around the corner opening up. <laughs> what is it called? The Glory Hole or something. <laughs> it's rumoured to be called the Prince Albert. The Prince Albert, which isn't actually less rude, really, than the Glory Hole. No. <laughs> well, a little bit. Well, okay. But, but the, it is a good name. The, I like the name. It's an excellent name. <laughs> the connotations attached to it. But, um, yeah, I can see Tina working in there. Well, she said that she works in there with Kathy, apparently. So, mm. But who owns it? Sharon? But this is what I mean. It's an it it, it would make an uh, an interesting transference. The Carters could easily run a smaller kind of trendier bar. But I suppose Mick well, is they get East... Johnny in for quiz nights oh, at the gay bar. No, not that blooming glittery jacket. That glittery jacket can burn. It's got a special place in a hole in the ground. Um, that, but that, that really that's all there is about Mick. Really, it wasn't. It was just a little. I'm back. Little tidbit. Yeah. And little morsel. Sex. A little morsel to remind you that Mick does exist and he's mm. lost a bit of weight and he looks healthy and he looks yeah. good for it and phil caught them out he did cheeky thing. he did where's my orange juice <laughs> i wouldn't touch i wouldn't want to drink anything that's been touched by mick and linda no it's been a straight out of the cellar yeah. anyway no. right so the no other quite a big storyline this week we left it for last is the baby bombshell of louise and keanu yeah the royal baby mm. some might say yes lots to sort of it's very complicated this relationship and it's gonna get even more complicated now we know what happened at the end of this week mm. um so yeah louise finds out she's pregnant not sure she wants to tell keanu but she does keanu's a bit shocked so she thinks he's not happy about it but then he like had a few things happen to him throughout the the day which make him walk around with a smile on his face yeah and buys which... the world's smallest bear yeah from the minute mark yeah yeah because well, this is the only shop in <sighs> town but he's so cheesy he was just walking around with it cheesiest smile I, I prefer broody keanu not this cheese fest i mean he started off as being like the cheeky chappy know, keanu and the kind so of funny and when he had that you know breakdown when he lost his apprenticeship and all that that was that was nice keanu but i don't i don't like keanu to be too broody i don't like him to be too mitchified no not too yeah. much leather yeah. yeah a bit less leather but not as more denim as more been. denim less <laughs> less black leather but his smile was ripped off his face 
But it, what, what, but then it's it really it was essentially his own fault. I mean, well, this whole thing is his own fault. Well, yeah. First of all, we need to say that Louise almost is blaming herself for the fact she got pregnant because she didn't wait because she was told to wait because she just had the. Don't want any accidents, Louise. Yeah, and she, uh, but but you know, there's no one stopping Keanu by protecting himself either. So mm. number one. But secondly, <laughs> Ke- I mean, Keanu is such a fool because he goes in and tries to stand up for himself against Phil and uh, he gives a bit of a revelation to Phil, which Phil wasn't aware of that Ben was yeah. doing the human trafficking. He didn't let Keanu know that. He, like, well, he let but Keanu, Keanu worked it out because yeah. he could see by his reaction that he was a bit stunned by it. And he was like, oh no, that's not my style. I would never have done that. So Phil is still saintly and innocent in our eyes because he didn't know about the yeah, human trafficking. He, and he talks to Ben about it a bit later on as well. And he and But again, this is another interaction at the end of the week with Ben where he kind of softens around Ben as well because Ben says, oh no, 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 I'm not doing stuff like that anymore. That's not something I'm going to, you know, I would go forward to do. So yeah. uh, that was interesting to well, see. Well, Phil did say something horrible too. He said, "Would you ever? will you ever be sort of being useless and Ben was like oh and that, I bet that was Ben was like right I am going to take you down then I think that was a bit like oh no he's still I don't think it was down. I think you he... no because that was the beginning of the week he said something like that when he, he was, was in the... the cafe after the paper hats yeah yeah that's when Phil said it again to him he said will you ever stop being useless and Ben went yeah and like I think that they're trying to push like Ben still wants to take mm. down Phil because of that well it'd be silly just to forget about it but anyway, we've, we've spoken about Ben mm. for the week. But yeah, Keanu uh, basically is told by Phil, you know, I paid you to be with my, my daughter to protect her. And obviously Louise hears that, which we'll talk about in <laughs> a second. Yeah, but um, I mean, Keanu should have stood up for himself and for Louise at that point with Phil and said, well, OK, perhaps that's how it started. But I've now got feelings for Louise. And um, I think that we, you know, we could do something good together and even say to him, like, I, you know, Louise was pregnant. You know, we're gonna mm. have we're gonna have to start a family, and I want to step up and do the best for her. Do you think her. Keanu's still a bit scared of Phil, though? No, I don't think he do was. I think, think he he, he went in there, you know, with the idea that he wanted to do it. And I think if you've got enough momentum and steam behind you, the way Keanu did, I think he was, you know, really bold and was up for telling Phil how he thought. And but he didn't mm. really. He just when when Phil said that to him, he just went, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that did happen, didn't it? Ha ha!" And didn't really say anything. And I mean, if Louise had heard Keanu perhaps step forward, like mm. he said he was going to do, and say, well, okay, maybe, but actually through doing this, you've actually, we've discovered that we do love each other, and I do. Because one of Louise's biggest worries at the beginning of the week was that she thought that perhaps Keanu was still not sure about them. And Keanu reassured her in the cafe, said, oh, no, you know, we're perfect together. We are right. And so... No, you well, we knew. He just basically <laughs> tore the wall down, didn't mm. he? I think that's why he was so... That's when he changed his heart and said, I want to do things by the book. It's because he thought, right, I'm going to be a father now. I'm going to step up. I'm going to be a good man. Well, he did that because Karen mm. pushed him to do yeah. that. Karen kind of and said... And that's when his beaming smile appeared. It was. He sorted himself out and everything yeah. was all on the up. Well, yeah, because Karen said that, that, you know, first of all, was a bit distressed because she said, you know, you've been trapped by the Mitchells, which is almost essentially what they wanted to do from the beginning. Um, and then, but don't said, look your nose down at people, Karen. You just said that to Chantel. Now she's saying the Mitchells are trash. Well, no, she didn't call him trash. She said they trapped him. She yeah, didn't say. Well, well no, she said don't get involved with family like that. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's because they were trash. I think Karen said that because Karen knew that they're a dangerous family to be involved in. Look at what happened, to, and even she points it out. Look what happened when he went to Spain for an errand for <laughs> Phil. It, he ended up being, you know, an inch from death. Mm. So, and cast to, in panto. 
Well, yes, but to to, <laughs> to so to carry on that way is is just you know he he's made he's made another big mistake. He's got himself involved with Sharon, and he's just constantly making mistakes mm. which involve the Mitchells and. By getting himself entailed with Louise, getting her pregnant, and then if it ever came out, which inevitably it will, that he had slept Mm. with Sharon. Well, that's the interesting part for me, because obviously at the end of the week, she says to Keanu, I'm not pregnant, we're over. And that is a lie. She is still pregnant, but she's planning to get an abortion Mm. under the eye of Sharon. Yes. Which really complicates things, because if she does go through, I'm assuming she will go through the abortion, I don't know. When it does come out, like in the future, that Keanu and Sharon slept together, yeah. it creates that thing of Louise will think, "Oh, Sharon said pushed me into this because well, she it. loves Keanu and she didn't want me to be pregnant." And How much had Sharon pushed? Yeah. Or in Louise's eyes, and even Phil, and from, from Keanu's point of view, he thinks, "Oh, Sharon's, yeah, got rid of my child without me knowing." From Louise, like it really complicates it all having Sharon involved with the abortion bit. But if then she Sharon obviously didn't it. have any choice because Louise must have gone to Sharon for advice. But as you say, mm. from an outs- from Louise's point of view, and yeah, then when from, it comes out, from an outsider's oh, point of dinner. view, well, yeah, do you reckon it'll be Christmas? <laughs> oh yeah, a Mitchell breakdown. Oh god, yeah. Well, that'd be fun then. That'd be a nice Christmas to look forward mm-hmm. to. But you know, Phil's only going to take. Let's be honest, Phil is going to take Louise's side because mm-hmm. that's his apple of his eye. Yeah. His, you know, his one, and especially now Ben's kind of shown himself up as being a bit of a. Ben's going to be involved somehow. He's going to. He's going to be involved. In he's going to sleep with out. Keanu. Something's going to happen. <laughs> Keanu has got big pecs. He had that. Whoa. It's Keanu Peck. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's all going wrong. No, he was in Louise's bedroom out the window at that night, wasn't he? Was that a different night? It was the first, it was Monday. The oh, Peck's yeah, no. Pex- oh, yeah, was Tuesday. Night. Yeah. God, Keanu doesn't have to get around, does he? <laughs> Can you imagine if you saw Keanu climbing out of like uh, Ian Bill's window? <laughs> and goes post- along and into um, <laughs> Louise's bedroom. Yeah, yeah, jumps in. Be like a 1970s like soft porn film. We also had some funny dubbing over that bit as well. Remember? Oh yes, when he's coming out the window. But um, Louise's hair covered her mouth, so you can see. <laughs> so Don't forget to get the milk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be a fallout, and it's going to be a fallout where Sharon and Keanu are going to be hoofed out when this all comes out, and they're also then going to not like each well, other because of the abortion thing. But do you think it's... after the abortion that Keanu is going to stay with Louise? Do you think Louise will tell well, she's Keanu? She's broke up with him, isn't she? Well, she's... Yeah, she's broken up with him. But then after the abortion, she might have her change of heart. If Keanu pleads and kind of... He might go to the back of the arms of Sharon. Mm, I don't think he will, because I think he's washed his hands with Sharon. I genuinely do. I think Sharon still has feelings for him. But I think... I do. I think Keanu's kind of... Don't get me wrong. I don't think this ultimately will mean that Keanu and Sharon won't ever get together. Mm. But I think that Keanu, at this present moment, still has washed, her, washed his hands and also Louise he's, I th- he got really upset when Louise broke up with him but was he upset one because... of my favourite lines yeah. was when she broke up with him he was like but then we had you me the container oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the happy memories <laughs> the container I mean one is he more upset because of the baby do you think or is he more upset with Louise that Louise broke up with him I don't know It's he seems to have fallen in love with her very quickly but I guess it's that thing of they the were container both, bit they were both yeah the container <laughs> the red container the container of love Um, I guess because they both went through this traumatic event together hmm. that suddenly switched something in his head and he decides to be with Louise but I still don't like them as a couple I still don't buy them as a couple no. the one moment I liked Louise the most I've ever liked her was during her conversation with him in the kitchen where like for the first time they hadn't written her as like a 15 year old girl mm. obsessive selfies and she was really decent and she had good dialogue 
All week, actually, I thought yeah. Louise was really good. Really she's hot. much better when she's stronger. Mm. I can see them trying to do parallels with Michelle and Sharon and yes. Bex and Louise. Yes. Because they're similar ages, what Bex, um, Sharon and Michelle were when they were having more gritty storylines. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. I saw mm. comparisons one's between Fowler, them One's a Fowler, one's a Mitchell. Yeah. One's blonde, one's brunette. Yeah. One Writes li- itself. <laughs> one gets pregnant, one likes running around the house in a jogging suit. <laughs> I mean, what was Bex doing running around the house? I know. She's just got too much energy drinking all those Red Bulls and <laughs> popping all those pills, hasn't she? She's running up and down the hall. Yeah, but, she, um, she had a proper sweat on as well. Yeah, this pregnancy abortion. We've also also got the thing where Sharon had an abortion when she was younger, and that's why she then has fertility issues. Mm. I think they're related. So I wonder if Sharon's going to mention that to Louise. Like, if that's going to be like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I did it in... No, I don't. I think selfishly, I think Sharon does want that baby to happen to to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think, <laughs> I think, as I said, I think she still has a, a, an inkling that her and Keanu might be back together. But even if they're not, I think that I don't think Sharon could ever bear the thought of having a baby Keanu in the house. <laughs> uh, and, and what's more, having Keanu stay in the house with them because yeah. inevitably he would move in, wouldn't he? If, mm. if they he were. would be family then. She wouldn't be able to shove him out of family meetings then, would she? No, she wouldn't. Like she likes to do at the moment. If Louise was to marry, would she take up the Taylor name or keep the Mitchell? Or double bower it. Taylor Mitchell. <laughs> no, it's got to be a Mitchell. Mm. Got to stay Mitchell to the end. Yeah. The bitter end. <laughs> but yeah, actually, like you said, it, it, it ended up being a really interesting story with Keanu and Louise. Mm. So It creates lots come. of questions later on. Like yes. lots of ripples, which will come from the storyline, which is what we want. We don't mm. want storyline to just end and then no one to be affected. Alfie. Yeah. I'm talking about you. Um, so, yeah, lots of earthquake shattering things will come from this. Oh, Shane Ritchie had game shows to uh, host, so, you know, he's been very busy since. <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. That was our roundup of the week. So, we're just going to go off and do some of the listeners' questions and comments. And who won the week? And you know me, I ain't want to gossip. So it's that time at the end of the episode where we talk about um, some of the comments you've sent us on our Twitter, Instagram and Facebook group page. Um, And also when we find out who you guys believe had won the week on our weekly vote. But before we find out who won the week this week, Mm. we find out who'd won previous weeks in previous years, this time last year with Ben. Yes, well, you would think that with the section being called this time last year. Um, But this time I've not done that. What? I know. I have got some birthdays. You lazy sausage. <laughs> well, before before you do the birthdays, Well, no, I was going to say, I'm just going to talk about a random storyline. Do you remember that time okay. when they had a uh, storyline between Shaquille and Bex, where he was pressuring her to send nude photos? I do remember that storyline, <laughs> yes. And he sent one, mm. and Kamel found out. <laughs> yes, we, Kamel saw her, her baby in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> she dragged him by the ear, yeah. and it all went all around school, didn't it? It was did. Laughing. He was the laughing at, at, at Walford High. Yeah. When they used to do scenes at the school, when <laughs> Bex got locked in lockers. Yeah. And Louise was a team with the bullies. Yeah, throwing herself into candles. So there you go. That I don't know when that was or what year. 2017. Why are you I don't doing know that? what month. Don't know. Just so I oh. had something to give the people. Oh, okay. Because so I had not done my you, work. But you're not going to discuss the story either. You're just no, going to say that's it. that happened. I got some exciting. Okay, if you're doing that. So. Do you remember that time when yeah, they what? had the Walford and Bloom? Dory? Which one? The second one. Oh, yes, with Jane. Yes. Yeah. And everyone, everything exploded and <laughs> Phil fell into the bin bags and it was the big payoff for the bin bag story. I do. Yeah, that happened. Do you remember the original Wolford and Bloom? <laughs> I do. Where Arthur and Tom were going against each other. Yeah, and someone sabotaged Tom's 
boxes. <laughs> yeah, they cut the flowers. Yeah. Outside the pick. Yeah. We should do that as a section. That actually happened in this and just say a random thing each week. <laughs> Remember when the cat crossed the road? That happened. Well, these birthdays are really going to upset you because this birthday was missed off. Oh. And I don't know how they've done that. You're this. really getting slack, Ben, but... Oh, you're talking about the producers? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you missed it. No, oh, okay. the producers. This birthday is very important. You could have seen that look Ben gave me when I said he was slacking. It was like daggers. Go on. Right. 11th of May, 1950. Someone was born. And let me guess. Is it someone who's still on the soap? Yes, they are. It's their 69th birthday. Oh, I, I actually do know the answer <laughs> to this. Go on. Kathy Beale's birthday has been forgotten. Oh. By Ben, by Ian, by Lexi. Well, all, well Ian's not there. Sharon. Ben should be ashamed of himself. Yes, he should. Sharon don't care. She, she, They're friends-ish. Uh, Frenemies. It's a very tight rope relationship between Tina, them two. It's her boss. Well, Kathy, Marie. Tina's being a right bitch in the cafe by pointing... You can't say bitch again. You said Sorry. it too much this episode. Okay. Tina's being a right one toward Marie in the cafe because she was blaming her for the reason there were no sandwiches I made. Know. What a horrible woman. I mean, Tina's, Tina does like to get above her station. <laughs> Right, 10th of May, 1968. It was Cindy Bill's birthday. Oh, I mentioned, well, Michelle Collins. Yeah. So that's a coincidence. Mm. Quinky dink. So Kathy and Cindy nearly share a birthday. Have fun. Well, you, they do say that sons go for like people. each other. Well, they say also that sons go for people like their mothers, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and Cindy's only 18 years younger than Kathy. How odd. Right, mm. 10th of May, 1969. Max Browning's birthday. Oh. So he flew home on his birthday. He did. We wanted a special birthday treat. From Jezebel before he left. <laughs> yeah, at the uh, hotel lounge. <laughs> and 12th of May, 2015. Can you guess who this was? Someone was born? 2015. 2015, so they're four. Mm. Ol- um, uh, t- <laughs> I think it's Ollie. What do you, Ollie Carter? Ollie Carter, yes. yes. It's his birthday. Hey. It's on a Sunday this year, so it won't be on the show. Yeah, they do but Sundays. it's on our show. They do Sundays from time to time. Oh, not anymore. They don't. Right. Any not deaths? Like the old days. Any deaths? No. Nope. No. No uh, deaths. Is that because there are no deaths or because you didn't look? No, there was no death. Okay. That I could find. Right. So let's do who won the week then. Uh, so uh, this week we gave you four stories. It was Catfished Kush. No. Nope. Ben Land Plan. No. Louise's Royal Baby. Yes. Or Ted's Flat Sacrifice. <laughs> oh, Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Get Ted some points. Well, you may be surprised at the outcome. Who <laughs> do you think came third? Third? Yeah, why not? What was one after Cat? Ben Land Plan. Cat oh, came third. Cat did come third with 24% of the vote. Who came second? Louise. Pregnancy. No, Ted Flat Sacrifice came second Ooh, with 28%. So ben was last. He must be last. Ben was last <gasps> with 17%. So the winner was Louise's Royal Baby with 31% of the vote. Now, these results it, are quite worrying because Ben keeps coming last a lot. Really does, doesn't he? That's not good. Uh, but, uh, you also have you see quite often people defend Ben really heavily on Twitter when it's mm. or, or any social media. There doesn't seem to be an even distribute of likes and dislikes no. of characters. So it's a bit tricky wiki. Um, a few comments on Twitter. Can I just say, sorry I'm interrupting you, but when he had his glasses on, I thought that looked like Harry Reid at the beginning of the episode. Oh, well, when he, he really looks like phone. Ben. Yeah, when he has his glasses on, he really looks like Ben. Maybe, so they need to do that more often. Yeah, to kind of soften the blow that the characters mm. change. He automatically like, seems a bit more likeable as well with glasses on. Don't know why. But they don't want him to be likeable. I don't care. <laughs> they're, they're trying to make Ben unlikable, which I suppose is working. So I suppose in a, in a funny way, people kind of being mm. a bit off with him. But you want to 
love to hate him so i don't think they've quite fine tuned no, that no right yeah yeah not just yet other comments was at hufflepuff lock said on twitter sharon helping louise get an abortion is going to cause major beef with keanu when he inevitably finds out i don't care though because as long as lianu are over then i'm happy yeah i like you that's correct there we go well, good comment at get the joss says cat and kush because they're fun to watch and the chemistry is electric Oh, yeah. I oh, think they're sloppy. They're a sloppy couple. They kiss quite sloppy, weren't they? It was a bit wet. Yeah. It was like listening to one of the BBC both, sounds. Yeah, they're both too passionate. Mm. Well, passion's a good thing. No, not that much. Too much. Lisa on Facebook said, I loved Ted's flat sacrifice. <laughs> and then she does a quote of something Ted might have said, which is, it was in a shambles after the druggies got through with it. So I can't live here. But it's perfect for Dinah and Bailey. <laughs> Fair enough. Shade. Yeah. Uh, Alana said on Facebook, Cara is a great little actress, one of the best they've had. Yeah, she's up for um, best partnership at the Soap Awards with her and Mitch. So. Oh, Bailey them. is? Yeah, Bailey and Mitch, oh, best fan- partnership. Ooh, that's a, yeah, I'm up for that one. We had comments on Instagram as well. Uh, someone said, I don't want Dinah to die. And if Kush sleeps with Kat, what about Alfie Moon and the kids? What about Alfie Moon? He slept with Hayley. That's true. That's very true. Also, uh, found out the news this week that Adrian Edmondson is joining EastEnders um, this summer and he's yeah. playing a love interest for Jean. And we asked on social media if anyone had any views about Adrian Edmondson's character. How do you feel, Ben? I hope it's not another Ollie where they introduce him, Jean's happy, then she leaves with him. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I don't want him to be... But at the same leave. time, does this mean that Jean survives her cancer then? Or is he going to be like... I think it's been presumed and a lot of people have been a bit upset by that because they feel like it's mm. a bit of a spoiler now that we know that Jean will survive the mm. cancer. Because but... they did like a big charity... They did a video with Jean um, on Twitter where they were doing like statistics of if you catch it at this stage, you're this percent likely or if you catch it at this stage, you're this percent likely to survive. But they've never told us what Jean's stage is at. Hmm. So I want to know. I mean, they're, they're doing... Or they're just keeping it quiet just so we don't question it well they're doing the chemo quite intensively aren't they so presumably it's quite late mm. on in the phase but they know they i suppose they haven't really said at what point they've mm. they've caught it maybe she'll meet him like maybe he's having chemo and that's how they meet they're like sat next to each other or something maybe. oh yeah that'd be interesting yeah i never thought that's one way or maybe of he's it. a husband of someone who's died who's died and they like forge a friendship or someone who is dying yeah like that's, jane and ian i was about to say just like what happened to jane and ian yeah, maybe. So he's at the cancer ward for that reason. Mm. And and then so perhaps the relationship with Jean would be a bit like, well, you know, I, I don't want to get together with you because I would worry. Yeah, and Jean will feel guilty and then yeah. she'll be next to the wife and the wife will say, it's okay, I want him to move on and you're a great person. Yeah, but then he might be worried because Jean has obviously had cancer once, so he does want to lose another oh, person yeah, he falls in love with. Doesn't want to go through it again. Very, very layered. Yes. So um, other people have said on Twitter, at Little Miss Lost One, very happy. Hopefully this means Jean is staying. Yeah. At Orbman68 said, OK, should put an interesting spin on things. Wonder what type of character he will be playing. At Trippy Gwyn said, I'm very surprised and excited for this. Aid wife Jen- Jennifer Saunders should join him for a few episodes and get sloshed with booze. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. Jean turned up at the gay bar. Yes. Um, and at Sissy Von Hissy said, Yippee Skippy, every happy face don't sum up how glad I am. 
You can always vote for who won the week and also comment on the show with us on our Twitter, which is at EastEnders Week, on our Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast, or go to Facebook, search EastEnders Weekly Podcast and click on our group and request to join. You can also email us EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com. Don't forget you can vote for our awards by going to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash E-E-W awards. And you can request a voting form as well on our email address and please don't forget to review us on itunes giving us uh what you feel is a fair review it really helps us get up there and make people more aware that we exist and it helps us even more if you write a comment with your review too mm-hmm. can i just plug as well that we're now doing a one minute ish spoiler cast that's only on youtube so it's video format um where we do spoilers for the week ahead Yes, and that's on our YouTube channel. Yeah, we have to do YouTube is go, only. Yeah, go to YouTube and just search EastEnders Weekly on there. But we also put the links on our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Facebook group, so you can link there too. So, but if you're not keen on spoilers, obviously avoid, avoid, avoid. But uh, if you are keen on spoilers, then yeah, get in, get in, get in, get in. <laughs> Great. Well, that's been our week then on in Wolford, as it were. Um, hope you guys six point five out of ten. Oh, you we're scoring, are we? I am, yeah. Just, um, no, don't think about it. Go. Eight. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we, we I've, I'd rather grade it. Okay, go on then. B minus. I'll say 7.8. <laughs> you can't no way have linked it to that. Um, let us know what you guys thought of the show. Um, and uh, as I say, do get in touch when you can. And I yeah. uh, hope you guys all have a great week. Cool. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>